Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, After Buzzers. Welcome to the Magician's After Show. We're talking alternate timelines, mirror universe, multiple Joshes, and uh, we have the one and only Arjun Gupta, Penny, going to be Skyping in with us, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yes. Now that I know you guys like to be sideways for picking this song up top. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, once upon a time I was falling in love and now I'm only falling apart was really, like, a yeah. line for everybody. I gave you a justification. It's he like did. Quentin has a total eclipse of the heart. Yes. yes. He does. Mm-hmm. I was just waiting to hear the good explanation. I'm like, uh-uh. I'm going to let you explain it. And then I, I like it. Um, hey, guys. Welcome to the Magician's After Show. We're talking about episode 11 called 23, which is almost confusing because then you're like, wait, not episode 23. Uh, my name's Carrie Lane and my awesome co-host. Hi, I'm Joelle. I'm d- the song, it's just great. It moves me. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> Hi, I'm Adrian Snow. And then, what's up? Welcome, Arjun. <laughs> Arjun! Yay! I'm so excited. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, thank you so much for joining us and staying up late, because we know you're on the, over on the East Coast. Yes, man. It's a late panel, but um, mm-hmm. glad to have you with us. Of course. So how has season three been for you compared to the last two? Because we've talked to you on the other seasons, which has been awesome. So what's this season been like for you? Uh, yeah, I think this has been the, our best season yet. Mm. Um, hands down, from a creative process, from an experience standpoint, I think the scripts are the best they've been. I feel the performances are the best they've been. Um, you know, I just kind of felt like the show hit 30. And what I mean by that is that when we walked in from the first episode, um, the writers, um, it just felt like they were unapologetic. They just knew what the show was. They weren't trying to be any other show. They were just um, having fun and, and, yeah, I think just letting loose. Mm -hmm. So it's been great. It's been really great. Sweet. And actually a small, like, off of that, how has it been to be able to see the show now with all the swear words included? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I've been traveling a lot. So I've been in India uh, for a good part of the last few months. And so I've been tweeting blind. I watch the show. They send us the show. um, So I watch it. um, And it's nice to hear the curse words. But I've also been, when I'm in the States, been in D.C. and I've been with my parents. And it is super interesting to hear fuck a lot while I'm sitting next <laughs> to my mom. <laughs> That's, um, I, I will be honest, it's a little jarring for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and tonight when, the, you know, she was calling her Tinker Bitch and the Egg McMuffin, which is a great line, but, you know. I'm just sitting on a couch between my mother and my father. And that's just, you know, it's a, these are new experiences we're having as a family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you guys have any questions up top? Uh, so I know, like, a lot of times, do you guys get the full script or are they only giving you guys your scenes? Oh, no, we get the full script. What is that nonsense? This ain't game. <laughs> <laughs> so then my question Wait. is, my question is that are you ever... Because you've, like, almost died or died or seemingly died in so many episodes. Were you ever like, the hell, guys? I mean, there was a moment, like, I feel like early on where I might have taken that personally. Like, come on, guys, <laughs> no. did you like me or not? No. Um, uh, actually, because of this episode in particular, um, we, I had a couple conversations with John and Sarah and um, Henry uh, to talk about... Um, what does Penny 23 look like? Yeah. What are mm-hmm. my thoughts on the character? What would I like to see? What were they thinking? We really wanted to make sure. It was like we were doing the pilot again because this is a completely brand new character. Mm. Um, so, you know, we wanted to just, I just, we just all wanted to touch base. So, yeah, for this one, this was a, an experience where we talked 
um, and chatted and, and it was lovely conversations and beautiful collaboration. And we were interestingly, um, you know, I hadn't talked to them beforehand, but just reading their script and then talking to them, um, it was interesting that we were both coming from a similar place as what we were interested in, in exploring with Penny. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I trust the writers to do their job and they kind of trust us to our, do our job. So it's kind of like we, we just kind of roll with it, you know? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was actually going to ask you that, but it seems like this this uh, Penny 23 is like more well-adjusted, should mm-hmm. I say, or less angry, <laughs> like in general, just in terms of, it's very brief the time we get with them, but I was like, oh, right. I can definitely tell this is a different Penny we're encountering. And I don't know how that sets up, how you guys set up those different timelines, but... Uh, well, I'm glad that you noticed the difference mm-hmm. because I definitely wanted it to feel subtly different. You know, not like I didn't want him to feel like all of a sudden he was a different human altogether. He's still yeah. essentially Penny. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as I understand, the timelines diverge at the point where the beast came or like that at getting into break bills. It's around that time. Oh, OK, um, so that's so up until then, you know, we have the same roots, mm. uh, for example, for to use an analogy. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I wanted him to be, I don't know if I wanted him to be more adjusted, but I wanted him to have, uh, seen some shit, you know, I mm-hmm. wanted him to have experienced through the beast, uh, something else and mm-hmm. maybe be, um, maybe just understand the cost of things a little bit better Okay, uh, is what I was kind of, interested in exploring a version of Penny that understood the cost of things and, and maybe wasn't so impulsive because of that. Mm. Uh, and maybe was a little bit more hardened, a little bit more, um, a little bit more adult, a little yeah. bit more wise. Um, and look, I mean, maybe none of this will actually come through. It'd be, I'm actually kind of curious to hear what y'all thought mm-hmm. and what you guys picked up on. Um, and and that'll become more relevant as we spend more time with him. But, um, yeah, that was kind of where I was thinking. Nice. Um, one thing I noticed between the two, and I made a note, was when Penny and Josh are talking and he's essentially protecting Julia of, like, you know, if you become dangerous and hurt Julia, is that regardless of the timeline, Penny is a hardcore lover. He will defend the person he <laughs> loves no matter what. And it was interesting seeing him with Julia because I don't think we ever really thought that as a ship. <laughs> the chat was wondering how you felt about this moment. They were all very shocked about uh, yes. Penny just rushing up and kissing Julia. I mm-hmm. wasn't. I was like, oh, he's going to kiss her. <laughs> Adrian always knows. She always knows. Adrian, you got you to gotta stop being smarter than everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> it's a problem. It's a problem. Um, so... I mean, I was definitely surprised. I wasn't expecting that aspect. Um, You know, I read it in the script. I mean, Mm -hmm. they didn't talk to me about it before. But it wasn't completely surprising for Stella and me, only because Stella and I first met working on a pilot that Sarah wrote. This was in 2013. It was in, um, she was working with Taylor Hackford. Taylor Hackford had been hired by CW to kind of take an officer and a gentleman and turn it into a TV series. And... It ended up turning into Sarah came in and turned it into it was kind of going to become about a town, a Navy town. Um, and the inciting episode was going to be a, a rape that had happened. Mm. Um, and Stella and I were the romantic leads of the show. Mm. Um, and so Sarah has seen us in that before. And I think that she was excited about an opportunity to kind of play with that again. That's kind of how she um so it wasn't a complete shock to me mm-hmm. to see that. I was like, oh, okay. Because she's talked about that in the past. Um, I mean, I never would have imagined these characters together, you know. Um, but it's, it isn't really interesting combination. To yeah. Me. yeah. Um, it is a really interesting combination, especially this version of Penny mm. yeah. and this version of Julia. Yeah. Um, Penny 40 and Julia 40 is not as interesting to me. I don't think, mm-hmm. that's, like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's like a good mix. But this version of Penny... I feel like that could be really interesting what they could learn from each other. Yeah. Yeah. This version of Penny's been super exciting. Uh, Mostly because we've seen Penny question all of his decisions in a very hefty manner in a way that's like, it's not like get on with the decision making, but it's painful to watch somebody who like has so much potential inside them, like linger for so long on like, what do I do? And where am I going? And who am I becoming? But this guy was like, no, I'm not asking you. I'm just going to come back and I'm going to give you some time to realize that you're 
kind of in love with me. So it's cool. Mm. I'm just going to wait. I was like, damn, Penny, we haven't seen this side of you in so since like season right. one. It See, was like, amazing. Right. This Penny yeah. is like an adult Penny. Yeah. And then other Penny, I love other Penny, but he's kind of like a fuckboy Penny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <you> know, <laughs> well, yeah, okay. But you I know, mean, but, yeah. but not Penny. But like, he, got, he has love for Katie, but it's just like, every now you're like, Penny, what are you doing? He's, he's like, a little bit, he's yeah. growing you have a younger penny 20 penny 40 is much younger yeah. you know yeah. it's most, like much is is but i think that's what's been thrilling about that this this season with penny 40 is that um especially in episode 10 when we meet growth. him and he yeah that growth and to mm-hmm. i think to really that heart that you 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 mentioned that lover mm-hmm. you know i talk about I, it's just his heart like i think he's a really open hearted mm-hmm. at its core really sensitive open hearted human yeah. um, and i get we get hints about this thing with his mother you know that obviously caused some trauma that has put guards and and defenses around that yeah. but you know i think that um in penny 40 we see that most op- like truthfully i think he finally really accepts that about himself with sylvia yeah. and that was what's really to me really beautiful and then and we're seeing this with penny 23 in a um you know, and, and Penny Twenty Three. I mean, you know, he he obviously, you know, he feels a lot of guilt mm-hmm. for whatever happened with Julia. We don't know exactly that whole story, so there's there's more to find out about him. But I do think that we see him starting off at a more adult place. Yeah. Um. Something. Uh. Ty was unable to make it because he was sick, but he he was curious about yes. the knotless tie you have. Uh, oh yeah. And he, I can't remember, and I wish uh, I'd rewatch the episode. But he said he was curious if it was almost symbolic too of like it's not tied down or something like that. Because the other one, it was such a right. neat, intricate tie, and this is such a different one that he has. Not on this right. episode, so, but otherwise. So Magali and I, we had an interesting time with the suit. I mean, when mm. we first came in, um, you know, Magali and I kind of went really penny with a suit and it was like the sleeves were ripped and like, you know, it was baggy and like untucked and it was very, um, it was very like, fuck you Mm -hmm. to the, the idea. But John was really like, really wanted to tell the story that he was growing, you know, Mm -hmm. or had like accepted things. And I actually really got on board with that. So I wanted the fuck yous to be more subtle. Um, so I think that the, the knot tie, it's two things. One, honestly, I'll be completely honest. It was just really cool. It's called the Onassis knot. It's mm. very simple. You tie a double Windsor instead of throwing it, uh, instead of threading it through. Mm-hmm. This is my imaginary tie. It works. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, instead of threading it through, you just thread it down. And it's mm. just a straight line. And it's very simple and actually quite classic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also is like a you don't own me from Penny. Um it's a subtle thing, but I'm really glad someone picked that up. Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, we noticed. We loved it. We were just like, oh, oh cool. I wonder if there's not this tie. Amazing. Yeah. This game makes me like want to demand every person who wears ties to step up their game. Why are we tying right? the same tie every day? It's boring. Yo, like yeah. stretch your imagination. There are so many knots to. Ha- I didn't know this until. I mean, I had no idea until Magali and I started looking, and we were just like, we just googled stuff. It was <laughs> yeah. crazy how many ties. Um, huh. Rick Worthy. Now only, and like this is off screen and on screen, only ties his ties that way. Oh, wow. Nice. I love that. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Um, so uh, we'll start getting into a recap of what happened in this yeah, episode. Sure. And then if um, I know some of it, you know, <clears throat> were you in, uh, did you go to set at all and watch it if you weren't in that segment? Or did you stay, you only go on the, no. the okay. Do you go to work on your day off, Carrie? No, we asked Ben um, when she was in. We oh, asked Brittany, Brittany and yeah. she was said um, for certain things she was for certain there. things she wanted to go if in. She was, yeah, I think if she's working that day, yeah, and she happened to not be in that on that she, scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so at the beginning, yeah. we have a really quick. Margot and Elliot weren't in. They had, they had two great bits. The um, we get them kind of getting caught up on everything, and yeah, they're all wanted in the fun little wanted poster. Because mm-hmm. then we got Q and Alice. I like that. Uh, oh my gosh, all the names are escaping me. Have you seen the wanted poster from Tangled? Yes. Yeah, it looked kind of oh. similar, particularly Flynn um, Rider. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, not Q, but. I'm having the worst Elliot? time. Elliot. Uh, Elliot yeah. looked a oh, lot it's... like Finn Ryder's sketch, and I yes. was like, mm, what's happening here? Anyway, I'm just a Disney head. It just no, I me. love that scene. That's a good one. <laughs> um, with the... 
Oh, yeah. We have a little bit of a more cool info with Julia saying that replacing the wards and shields at Breakfield is because her power is growing. So that's kind of cool to learn that how it's growing because she was like, oh, I think it grew because I was helping the fairies. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. The idea that because it it felt like she was kind of going to be on the slow growth path, Mm -hmm. Um, like, you know, the more she experimented with it. But now the idea that any magical creature could kind of just bestow her with additional like sprinkles of magic. I feel like Julia's power is endless. I think it's more that as she does good deeds. Yes. Like any good deed with anybody? That is amazing. Like a, yeah. like even Marina, the like God or you have no or, headaches or, and yeah. I fixed your. I want to create like a good place board. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the good place, but yeah. Yeah, at the beginning of it, they give points for like your sins and your good deeds. And I'm curious, like, like does killing the beast in in 23 make a difference? Like, or like what to what point degree? Is that like a thousand points, a hundred points? <laughs> but she didn't kill him. Yeah. She led him to it. Yeah. <laughs> she walked him right up to that knife and was like, yeah. whenever you're ready, here's my shade. Feel really, really bad. Yeah. And kill yourself. Exit. <laughs> stage left. Oh, my gosh. That reminds me of a play I did. <laughs> so we get the fun Tesla flexion back with Julia and Josh. And then that's the first one we get the other Josh. And I'm all mirror universe. And I was all excited because that's on Star Trek a lot. The only thing better than one Josh is two Joshes. That was entertaining. <laughs> God, I love Josh. <laughs> And then that's interesting when we get the magic's gone, but the beast has it, and then we're all kind of like, so how does that work? How much did we like that reveal of who the beast was in this world? I liked it so much. So much. Because it, okay, guys, Mirror Universes is like everything to me. I love time travel and stories, but it's so frequently done in a horrendous way. It's just like, what if this person was just slightly different? What's the horrendous way? The horrendous way of doing, I'm trying to think if I can give like a good example of terrible time jumps. But usually what will happen is like, it it feels like very lazy writing instead of like, what is an actual whole story arc a person might have taken? It'll just be like, this person wears red shoes instead of brown and they kind of like that person instead of this person. So it's like a a street fighter version of time travel where it's like... Just if a different outfit. Ken, yeah. yeah. And then the other person's Ken, the one's yeah. wears blue, totally. and the other is red. But the they're the same. And, it, and it's super challenging to write it well, I think, because you have to go back into your character's roots and then give them, like, plot out what happened mm-hmm. to them, adjust them, but make them still feel the same. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a very challenging, fine line to walk. And this show did it so well. The idea of Q becoming the deep, like, that's the thing he idolized his whole life. Like, it almost feels like that's how it should have really happened in that our world. That he become the beast. Yes! It's so good! Mm-hmm. I wish we could have spent more time with him as the beast. Like, what is he doing in his day-to-day life? Like, what? Killing and collecting things stuff. in his fanboy collection. Alice Without Her Shade was super fun to watch. We got several episodes out of it. I would yeah. love to just travel with Q without a shade. And now, because of the time loop, we can, maybe, if we feel so inclined. Yeah, I mean, it kind of was like like the Buffy episode where they they have the the alternate universe where mm. she doesn't become a Slayer. Yeah, and you get yeah. to see her like as just a regular a nice tie in to like the movie where she's just like a valley girl and mm-hmm. she's kind of vapid and then like Willow's a vampire, um, but not to that extreme. So it was mm-hmm. more of like these are just a small subtle things that happen when your life goes off track. It's like if you go into um, many worlds theory of like. Each each significant choice or moment splits off, and so mm-hmm. you're constantly creating like different versions of yourself and at different points. And yeah. what this episode does too is like not only does it answer a lot of questions, give us a lot of new questions, but also did one of my favorite things, which is it switched Quentin and Alice's roles, which is like for a couple we've been oh. following for so long who can never be on the same page to see them trek the same track into mm-hmm. different time streams, timelines. Yeah, it's just a whole bunch of fun. I. Even like the fact that like Alice like she lost the fingers and now she's working with the rabbits is like yeah. stacking and it makes, as a rabbit smuggler. It makes sense that she was inspired by by Quentin's yeah. uh, desire to to bring her back without the shade mm-hmm. to do yeah. the exact mm-hmm. same thing, mm-hmm. and that basically she had uh, the exact same problem that he ran into of like yeah. evil Alice and evil it rekindled oh, my love of this ship. Mm-hmm. I was done with the ship. I was like, let it drown, and now I'm like, oh, bring it oh. back. And I'm ready. <laughs> I like your nodding and facial expressions. Over <laughs> yeah. there, Arjun. This is really interesting to me. 
Yeah, I, I, the line I really enjoyed too is once we see Q, Josh is pretty much like, I'm getting sick of plot twists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that Never. was so funny. I'm like, hold on, I need to pause and write that down. I appreciate that the writer said that. Didn't matter. I wasn't surprised. I was surprised, but not surprised at the same time. I mm. like was like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Like, it was one of those, like, oh, good one. Like, is, this, it, is this a classic Adrian saw it coming? No, I didn't see this one <laughs> as clearly, mm-hmm. but when I. Because I, I guess, you know, I probably looked down at my phone briefly when it got to him. Switch? Oh. Because I would have noticed, like, oh, he's, like, a smaller... Jason Ruff has a smaller friend yeah. than the original actor who played the Beast. And so... Um, but when he blocked it and it came back as Quentin, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, my brain was like... Yeah, well, well then... You become, like, the very thing you it, fear the most. Yes. You know? And so... Um, yeah, I liked how he kind of says that he just used the Beast... Um, Everybody, you know, like the legend of it as his own thing, yeah, pretending that he, to be um, it. Yes, Princess Bride at Earth. Yes. Maddie is fudging Beast in the chat. Says, "Can we talk about the Harvey Weinstein comment?" I cried. Oh yeah, you so timely, so fast. I feel like he's, y'all could have been recording that long ago. How long have we been dealing with? It made me question mm. a lot. Like, how long have we been dealing with Harvey? And when did they film slash write um, this? Yeah, it's like September. I think so. I mean, we, it's been August. a minute. We would have. I mean, we'd have done this. We would have been shooting this in. Uh, October or November, to yeah, be honest. Right. I think it was end of September. So, so y'all were, were right there, on top of it. This yeah. show has such timely writing. Is there has and and of course scripts kind of there's like the basic and then there can be adjustments. Are there many adjustments on this show where something will happen um, in like the current pop culture or political climate, and then they're like, wait, we need to add a little line here or something. No, I, I don't think we're that specific. Okay. You know, we're not that current. I think that Me Too has been a. I mean, Harvey's been a big story for seven, eight months. So yeah. I think that, you know, I mean, the most timely references that I've thought from this season, was it even Hillary Clinton and, um, was that last year? <laughs> Whatever. Um, but like those things, they usually hit the really big things or then they hit things like Kaiju or, and yes. different, yeah. or like, <laughs> like the Game of Thrones references and yeah. stuff like that. So it tends to be, if it's current events, it has to be big enough to be more timeless than a few weeks. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But if it's – and again, I'm not one of the writers or in the writer's room. So you take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt. Yeah, but yeah. this is my understanding. But you're the actor who's there who receives the script of like, wait, we've made adjustments. So Sure. I'm yeah. also the guy that doesn't catch half of the references. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're not like doing like super nerd deep dive of like, wait, what is this? Uh, and, what does that mean? And, yeah. No. Yeah. I hadn't watched Game of Thrones when I did that episode about Game of Thrones. It was ah. remarkable. Yeah. But, have but you, you didn't now? have to know it either, so... Yeah, my like, girlfriend really... made me do a deep dive, and I okay. went deep dive. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh. It's a good girlfriend. I watched seasons one yeah. through four in a week. In a yeah. week? I How hard did you I come out emotionally? I didn't have a job at that time. I don't, I'm not easily affected by blood and gore. I used yeah. to watch horror movies as a child, so... <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't affect me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> There's very little that affects you, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of I things understand. affect me, but just not blood and gore. Actually, well, I was going to say, speaking of gore, we get the other part with Margot and Elliot, and how much right. did we like that? That was some yeah. good gore. That I loved it, and then I hated it. Shocking. Yeah. Me I, I mean, Elliot's, you're like, Elliot. okay, that's kind of gross. And then Margo pops up and you're like, oh, yeah. yes. I never want to see them that upset ever again. Yeah. Yeah. It did It did a number on me emotionally. Because they're my favorite coupling. Like, their love for one another. Like, the, the, he's like, where's my Bambi? I'm like, I yeah. don't want to see evil ghosts. Like, Elliot, it's just sad. Actually, that was a ship we kind of joked that Margo and um, Penny. Oh, yo, seriously, though. Can we, yeah. can we talk? Like, that ship needs to be a... I not it doesn't need to be a ship. I don't care about what that personally. But something I think else. not a ship, but a oh, raft. A raft. A raft. A raft. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but I, um, I just love working with Summer and any, yeah. anything that I could. That I think, and it's you know, I think that those two, again, probably more Penny forty and Penny and Margot forty than yeah. necessarily yes. twenty three and Margot forty, yeah. but. Uh, the Penny Margot dynamic is always would always be pretty fun to yeah. me, and Alice too. We, there was like little bits of that. that Alice, was, yeah, they already, they already had their thing. Yeah, I know, but it was kind of a fun me. ship as like a another alternate possibility. 
Penny's just, you know, the playboy yeah. who gets around. <laughs> I feel like since it's season four, I can like throw this out because I don't. It's I don't think it's going to come into play, and I don't know that anyone agrees with me on this. But oh. I kind of thought from the book, I thought there was a um, like a Harry Potter analogy between if James take all characteristics of these characters out and just take the relationship dynamic between these three characters into account. Mm -hmm. Um, If James would be Quentin and Lily would be Alice, then Penny would be Snape. Because I thought about why is that dude in the books never found any love? Mm -hmm. Like, why is, I mean, he can't love books that much. You know what I mean? In the books I'm talking, in the yeah. 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 Uh, you can't love the library that much. So I, I always thought, like, what if that was a real thing for yeah. him, the Alice thing, and that, you know, he had to, um, not for the reasons of, like, some good versus evil battle, yeah. but just for the standpoint of that she chose someone else. He just, like, had to Go push that down. Yeah. Uh, well, his other love, though, Katie, who's not in oh. the books, um, some people on Twitter were like, no, like the thought of Penny and uh, <laughs> All Julia I'm was like, no. it's gonna be so confusing. Like she just lost the physical like presence of him. Like her Penny can't really come back because he doesn't really have a body to come back to. And now he's gonna be always be macking on somebody who's kind of become like her best friend in the past, like mm, half a season. Best friend. They are what so world? friendly with each other. What world? Look, okay, look. Here's my theory. Katie's the kind of girl who's not very comfortable with the idea of friendship. Like, Katie's like, look, if we're banging, I can maybe, like, get on your emotional wavelength. But other than that, she's very much a loner. She's had to take care of herself for a very long time. Most of my friends are like that. Like, it's just me and them. We don't have a lot of friends. It's like, we close each other off. But, you know, so we're mean and we're kind of, like, angry all the time. But there's love there. You just have to look for it. That's how I feel like Katie and Julia is. Like, Katie's like, I don't really know how to open up to people. Julia's like, I'm just going to be patient and let you be as angry as you need to be. And we're going to get through it together. This is how I see their relationship. They're best friends. They're just not are aware you, of it yet. Are you usually angry at each other? <laughs> um, like, isn't the Julia-Katie conflict quite deeply about betrayal? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, are you really I, friends if you haven't betrayed each other? I don't know what, what? world you live in. I'm with you, Arjun. I'm like, what? I just think people hurt each other. And if you guys are open about that hurt up front, then like later it's just much easier to deal with and parse out. <laughs> Adrian, sure, you and I are yeah, both yeah. making the same thing. Like, I mean, anyway, so I didn't mean to derail your point. No, no. no you're fine. Um, actually, speaking of betrayal, how was that having Marina come back? I did not realize I missed her. You were like, mm-hmm. wait, who's that? I was like, I was like, this face is familiar. And then like, I'm like, oh my god, Hedgewitch Extraordinaire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's funny. She's super funny. And I like this version of her. I like her That's less better. like, um, Always. stab, stab, kill, kill. Yeah. And more like, how do we get out of this? She's but a little bit more she... of a planner. I feel yeah. like, I feel like uh, this version, or, mm-hmm. or Timeline 23, everyone's a little bit more of like, to plan things out. Yes, <laughs> less spontaneous people. <laughs> They're like less spontaneous. Yes. Yeah, because as as Arjun said, like they've been through some shit, so everyone's yeah. a little bit more meticulous in how they handle things. Yeah. Um, it was nice to have her back. I think it was also nice that they didn't drag out the fact that Julia was semi responsible for for timeline forty, uh, Marina's death, and that she just kind of told her up front. Because that's oh, I like how they talked about that. That yeah. was great. I wouldn't have wanted to have done. Uh, no. Yeah. Dealt with that. They're kind of like, this is um, complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, so real quick. Um, so Lynn, you guys know about another awesome podcast out there. Um, so we're talking a heavy note, but uh, you want to have fun, learn, and grow in all areas of your life. For those of you who do, we've got a podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life from health and wellness to career and relationships, finances, and more. Let our Maria be the big sister you never had. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment and when you do, let Maria know it was us who got you there. Conversations with Maria Menounos, podcast edition, check it out. It's like a little tongue twister for myself there. Yeah. I was like, sorry there. Um, actually, thing that was something complicated, how much should we enjoy Josh talking with himself? I was just like, oh, what's that quickening all about? Like- I know. And Penny didn't tell him. I felt Penny knew and didn't tell him. <laughs> I, 
I, I mean, maybe Penny knows, but Arjun doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, but that's, that's kind of an interesting question. If you could talk to yourself, because the thing with the two Joshes talking, they were kind of essentially comparing their lives, and it's a way to like confront yourself so and the decisions mm-hmm. you've made. And it's outside of yourself instead of just talking to yourself. I wouldn't have any interest in talking to, like, a current timeline version of me. Mm-hmm. I'd have more mm-hmm. interest in, like, one from the future mm-hmm. or being able to encounter one from the past. Like, yeah. Talking to my child self would be really great. Like, yeah. that's peak. Like, hey, little Joelle, like, here's some issues you're going to face. Like, here's what you need to do. When you get this teacher, try that. Like, I would just give them all the clues to, like, get ahead in life. <laughs> yeah. That'd be totally great. Yeah. I don't think I could meet future self. That would give me a lot of anxiety. Because mm. then I'm like, is that inevitable? Do I have to do all kinds of different things? Well, it depends on what timeline I'm meeting future self from. Yeah. Like, ah, different ones. We're also hopping timelines. Okay. Yeah. If it's, like, I guess if I met a different timeline me, because I've actually, like, even, like, have a, an outline of a script about a woman who ends up being able to jump into other versions of herself's bodies mm-hmm. and inhabit mm-hmm. them for a while. And don't steal that from me, people. I was but like, anyways. there's Jet Li's one. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Well, was that what I was, was going to say, would you try sort to become of. the one? No. No, it's not like that. It's sort of, it's but like, not really. It's not like that. It's, co- it's comedy. <laughs> yeah. It's comedy. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> like, it would be something of, uh, it could be really either infuriating or heartbreaking. Sure. Like, so if I run into a version of me and she's like, really successful in any arena of her life, that could be slightly infuriating. It would just be like, Right, and you wow, kill her yeah. and you take her place, right? There you go. Uh, Arjun, if you can... <laughs> so, well, Arjun, cool. would you talk to a other timeline or other uh, past or present version of yourself? If you could. Um, I would talk to past. Mm-hmm. I would definitely talk to past. Um, to just kind of give past origin a hug mm-hmm. you know yeah i feel like that's what i think everyone should do to their inner child mm-hmm. is just go ahead and be like yo man you are right yeah. you are right mm-hmm. um timeline wise i mean it'd be cool just because it'd be cool yeah but it might it might be a little bit of a mind fuck i think that it was cool the way they wrote this thing for josh though because it's been great to see um you know josh was kind of just like this comedic device for mm-hmm. a long time and now that like especially in 9 and 10, and then now in 11, we're getting to really see him grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, him have a, a bit of an arc, and I think that for him to see a version of himself that is, you know, because that character is, like, deeply insecure and deeply mm-hmm. feels alone, mm-hmm. and he sees a character who, through maybe faulty ways, but did, like, start to empower himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's really interesting, uh, an interesting gift for Josh to receive. Um, So that was, I thought it was really cool. Oh yeah. No, seeing them together was a really interesting conversation. Josh and Josh of like, I like the idea of the coat. It's a less, it's a more tame Mm -hmm. version of the kill. It's like, I just want to be, because in each other, they see each other, a lot of things that they want. Like, you know, Josh 23 is like, my friends didn't come back for me. And so obviously like, you must be the better friend or more loved or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. Whereas Josh 40 is like, look at this sweet coach. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then actually it's interesting too. And we have Penny asking Josh about the other timeline. Like, and the explanation of like, so you're in in the underworld, but you're not really dead. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I just love that. That's like one of those things I love about this Penny, though, is he's so, um, he's, he's really detached. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not like, he doesn't have like an emotional investment. He's just trying to suss out like what the fuck is going on to yeah. see like what yeah. he, how he can do, you know, which is an interesting, um, which is just an interesting difference to me. I mean, the, the way they do that in episode 12, just like the top of episode 12, the first few minutes are hilarious that mm. way. Yeah. Okay, Not to be an ass and just tease that like no, that. No, it's okay. all right. More We're excited. I just did. It's okay. Not a big deal. Um, <laughs> the so we kind of talked about the crazy of the sh- shade shifting was interesting. Of like, here's mine, and I'm going to put it in you, and then she's like, uh, Julia's. I've been without my shade, so no big, and mm-hmm. give it to you. That was very interesting to see if you could take it out. Um, it kind of reminds me almost of way early back. Uh, they did the essentially take this 
the the juice so they didn't have emotions. Mm -hmm. So essentially, Mm -hmm. if you could take your shade out temporarily to not feel, is that something you would ever consider? No. No. Yes. That could be really bad. But temporarily. I have control of everyone else. Do I have control of the comings and goings? Could I yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You have enough? control. This isn't like... Yeah, during working hours, let's get rid of that emotion. Like, who has the time? Like, yeah. if I could just do eight hours of pure, like, just get through the work. Yeah. And then, like, all right, good, great. I don't have to be mad at my boss. I don't have to be angry at people calling me, interrupting the work. You know, everything's fine. This is like, yes, let's get it done. Bam. Um, but other than that, no. That's like... I don't but know if you guys really but it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that would be really bad for, for everyone. Because not... Yeah. Because if I don't have my my empathy and like my anxiety and my depression, um, those I feel like those things are things that kind of like for better or worse like like kind of ground a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's a version of me that can remove it, that version of me probably won't take it back. Mm. You know, if I would be like, oh, nah, <laughs> like I'm good. I don't need that. Uh, and well, it's kind of like good. Alice, where Alice is right now, of yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Niffin, post Niffin Alice. Yeah. You're creating the robots that are ultimately going to kill us all because they're ah. going to realize, like, y'all are, if we detach ourselves from our humanity, which is mm-hmm. essentially uh, what that would do, I, th- I worry that we would become, like, looking around the world and saying, you guys are doing this so badly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already have people like that run, running around. That's true. Doing things, running things. Um, so yeah, I don't think I, I, I've told my friends, I was like me and in total power that could just go really badly. Cause I'm like nice and hunky dory, but I also have a very like, Ooh, vicious so side. Let that mean street fly just a little bit. Yeah. No, it just makes like, things more interesting when people have more like layers. flicking people off in my car and cursing people out. It's fine. Hey, yeah. <laughs> but it's any more than it's that. just how we drive. Um, it's too, it's dangerous. <laughs> So the crazy last little bits that happen is, like, Q stabbing himself, which we were not terribly surprised. No. And then Julia is like, nope, grabbing that shade back. Mm-hmm. And Mar- uh, Marina gets to the other side, and Penny goes with Julia. Um, Arjun, were there any interesting behind-the-scenes or funny... Uh, well, I mean, it seems a little more serious, but any uh, particular moments that stood out while filming this episode? I mean, yeah, it was ludicrous watching Trevor beat both Josh's. I mean, it was so funny and fun. And he, there was this amazing guy, Kyle, that was his, this poor dude, not poor dude. I mean, he did, he was an amazing, he memorized both sides of the scene. And anytime that we, sh- like Trevor would have to go and change and put on a coat and, yeah. or change the, and then come back and shoot that. Um, and Kyle would run in and be the other Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really, I mean, he navigated that really well. I mean, it's a difficult position for anyone to be in because you don't want to start performing necessarily because you don't want to start to try to take the other person's job but at the same time you don't want to underperform so Mm -hmm. that they have something to play off of um it's a very strange thing when you and i i had to do this in episode four but we didn't have a double that did anything like that because i didn't have to interact that much Mm -hmm. with myself um um, no, I mean, we have a good time. We always have a good time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot about this. There was a song that Josh and, uh, sorry, Trevor and Casey, who plays Marina, came up with um, that had to do with bunnies. Yeah. I can't remember, remember what that was right now. But we were singing that a lot. I don't know, man. We're kind of stupid on set. <laughs> how, how was the singing episode? Because that was a fun oh. way for everybody to come together there at the end. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was, I mean, it was, I mean, I got to be a rock star for a minute. I got Yay. to be in a recording studio and <laughs> recording studio and sing under pressure. That's not something that's going to happen in my life very often, if ever again. So yeah. for me, it was just like, let's have fun with this. But it was strange because I didn't, I didn't shoot that during the episode nine block. I shot that during the episode 10 block. Oh, okay. So I was just like, everyone the poor crew had been like listening to that song on repeat over uh, and over yeah. and then they were done and then they came into the library and then there was penny there was me just like belting out mm-hmm. in the library chained to a cart uh i we I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit we asked on that episode if you had to sing a song on the spot what song would you pick 
What song would I pick right now? Yeah, like in their situation, there's multiple times in that episode where it's like, you have to start singing immediately. Is there any song that if someone's like, hey, sing a song right now, you'd be uh, like, okay. Well, right, right now, right on the spot. Do you guys know the band Dispatch? I'm not yeah, familiar. No. What's, what are they? It sounds really familiar. What's their song? They used to, I don't know, they did the general. Um, take a shower in shiny shoes. You got no time to lose. We are young and you must be living. That was one of their big songs. Oh, okay. But Sweet. there was another song out loud. I don't know. These are songs I used to sing in high school that, yes. that popped hey, up. Hey, it's right. all good. Yeah. Adrian and I both said Baby Got Back. You know? uh, no, uh-huh. no, Baby Got We said um, uh, The Bad Touch. Yes, that was the there we go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I know The Road by Boys to Men. Yeah. Because, oh, you know, nice. you got yeah. it. And you can, you can get into it. It's good times. And uh, any other final thoughts from you guys? Uh, The chat has a really interesting theory. Uh, With the appearance of Hades last week, Mm. uh, and Persephone being the one who gave the powers, our god powers, uh, if you guys know your catch up on your mythology, they are together in the underworld. They create babies. Less willingly on Persephone's part. They are together in the underworld. So people are wondering, like, what kind of correlations is this drawing? Does this make her their child in some way? Um, and Hades says that uh, last episode, like, hey, you know, magic is just a carrot that the gods dangle to get humans to do things. So with the reveal of this door, the fact that some crazy things might be entering, did the gods do all of this, especially with the key and the clock, to get that door open? And if so... Cthulhu monster or what? And finally, they want to know if Hades is interested in just uh, Penny 40 or if Penny 23 plays into his plan at all as well. That's a lot. Um, That's a lot. That's just the last question. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, if you can comment, because some of yeah. this I bet yeah. you can't say too much, but. Well, some of this I don't have a fucking clue. Um, <laughs> because we're pretty much towards the end of the season, so my list of spoilers are, are drawing smaller and smaller because they're in the room right now figuring out episode four. The whole Greek, you know, it was interesting, the whole mythology thing. It was only until I watched, was reading Twitter that I realized if you eat something in the underworld, you're stuck there. I was like, oh, didn't know that. Mm. Um, uh, we did notice that with the cupcake. That's also mm-hmm. a Leftovers reference about mm-hmm. don't have anything oh. to eat or drink. Or you'll still be stuck here. You'll forget who you are. Um, so I think that for, I mean, the Hades Persephone stuff is really interesting. I think we're just exploring that right mm-hmm. now. Um, I think it was interesting, you know, uh, Hades is set up in episode 10 as kind of like this benevolent kind of wise creature that's um, that's that's helping Penny, at least to, from my vantage point, right? Yeah. At least on our show. But then in episode uh, oh, I was about to spoil something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hades is always the, bad. I, also, I think we I all also know I also watched that, episode but... 12 just now, like right ah, before. Oh. So I'm a little... But we find something out about him in episode 12 cool. that then starts to make you wonder, like, yo, is this dude Would good you? or is he maybe mm-hmm. not good? So then it becomes an interesting question as to, like, where is Penny and, like, where is he going? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Does Penny 23... Um, you know, I, I have no, I don't know, man. I don't really know how this timeline stuff works. <laughs> yeah. It's all so good. So I'm not really sure. I'm excited for the prospect of a, you know, Penny 23 meeting Penny 40. Yes. Um, that would be a really fun day. Yeah. I think it'd be great for Penny to meet another Penny and be like, dude, yeah, I think we need to chat. <laughs> oh, and, but I will say this. I can tell you this. The stuff that Cages is talking about, uh, it, it doesn't really relate to the stuff that's happening with the door. Okay. Uh, okay. Cool. I can I can tell you that that's that there's some separation there. Mm. Okay. I used to be a big Greek mythology, like not buff, but like fan when mm. I was a kid. And the one mm-hmm. thing I took out of all of it was like, oh, you should trust no gods oh, in no. Greek mythology. Right. <laughs> like, like you trust none of them. They all have like their own selfish intentions. And then I also, and this is kind of morbid because I do like Penny Twenty Three, but I was also like, oh well, that's like it's a perfect a body. body. Yeah. I um, actually um, let's do some quick predictions because that was something I was thinking as well so we'll do some predictions though you can't really chime in but you can try to keep your poker face while we say predictions (laughs) I'm Um, very bad at that yeah it's all right so um I was piggybacking off what you just said Mm -hmm. as soon as Penny's like I'm going back I'm like well they could merge 
I don't know exactly how that would work in terms of would it be a takeover? Would it be a merger? Yeah. Would it be, I don't know what, but I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, well, it's a convenient penny body coming to our world. Yeah. I just, that's not something that I just could ignore. I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Or even like, even with uh, Marina, I was like, well, if her soul is just kind of like toiling wherever it's toiling, because she got shredded as well. Yeah. Like these are. I'm 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 going to say this to y'all. Y'all are missing some shit about Penny 23, 2040 story though. Y'all aren't really Mm. thinking about like his real story yet. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying like a general, like a thought that I had when it came to, to the introduction of Penny 23. Now I don't necessarily think that, especially because we kind of know that, uh, Penny 40 is kind of on this track in the uh, Underworld Library and that he might be venturing into becoming more of a librarian and, and, mm. and just exploring what that life would be. I'm just saying that that's, a, that's something that it was, a, it was a, a carrot that was dangled and I was like, mm. I wonder if anyone's going to grab that. Mm. So it's not mm-hmm. necessarily that I think it's something that will happen, but right. I just thought it was interesting to introduce uh, basically a doppelganger into the storyline yeah. when one of the... Uh, people is currently without a physical body so i feel like uh penny 23 is a really like i hope we don't lose him too quickly like first of all he's Mm -hmm. he's interesting Mm -hmm. he's super smart Mm -hmm. um i think he makes a really good addition to the team somebody else who can think uh strategically Mm -hmm. i also in the chat has been talking about it they're like something feels off like, like we don't. We know only what he's told us. Nobody else seems to be really up on his storyline. So he's our our one person that we can go to. We know he lost Julia, but like, to what extent does that play with his arc? Now Arjun's got me thinking over here. Like, what can, can we trust P twenty three? I don't know. Dean Fogg did say that everyone but Alice died. He in sure timeline as hell did. And I, I remember when he said that, I just remember kind of like looking over and being like, but Penny. Because I, wa- I rewatched the episode and I was like, he did say that, but Penny. Well, that's <laughs> so, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's just something that kind of uh, Yeah, but Deep Fogg's drunk, man. Like, what? Or he high. He said that when he was sober. He said that back in uh, season two when they did the first uh, te- yeah. Tesla, Tesla uh, fraction. Flexion. Flexion. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Uh, did you guys have any other thoughts and predictions? Or, uh, or from the chat, comments? Leah Lima says, I think that she's going to sacrifice herself to become the new fountain of magic, like the one that the Beast was drinking from in season one. Julia. Uh, oh, Julia's going to say Yeah, oh. yeah. Huh. That's the deal she's going to make, maybe. Okay. I like it. I'll deal with it. Uh, and for Arjun, we're pretty much at the end of the time, but is there any um, comments on this season, um, your experiences, Funny memories, anything you want to share uh, for magicians up to episode 11? Um, no, it's just been, it's been a joy to get to do it for a third year. You know, we're lucky not a lot of shows get to do um, three years and you get to sit in a character and get to sit in the world. And like I said, I mean, you know, the, the writers have gotten to play more. I feel mm-hmm. like they're just able to like let loose more as you guys are witnessing. Um, I think that the section in episode eight that was all without sound was one of the most beautiful mm-hmm. things oh, yeah. that I've gotten to be a part of. Um, even though I wasn't even a part of that section, but it was just such a beautiful um, political moment of representation, which mm-hmm. I really appreciated. Um, uh, no, I mean, it's just a, an always a thank you to everyone that watches, you know, and, and supports and is so passionate. And so, and, you know, the show means a lot to people. And when we as um, artists hear that, it's really inspiring and humbling and gets us to go work harder. Um, so thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to pull Arjun, your jacket yeah, away from quick. your mic there. Pull, yeah, oh. the jacket collar. Yeah, right there. There oh, you my go. Bad, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting up close and we're, personal. We're good to you. go. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, congrats on season four. We're looking forward to that yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So and then, yeah, do you have any current projects you uh, can let us know about? Yeah, well, this this movie I did in India called The Hungry, um, it was a joint UK-Indian production. It's an adaptation of Titus Andronicus. It's really fun and brutal and a very different kind of Indian film than than you might have seen in your mm-hmm. life. It's it's going to be at IFLA, um, which is in L.A., 
on April 13th. It's going to be at the New York Film Fest, Indian Film Festival in May. And it's also, you can watch it anytime on Amazon Prime. I know all y'all got Prime because you want that free shipping. So <laughs> y'all can get on that Prime and it's free. It's a, it's an hour and a half. Check it out. It's a, oh, cool. if, you know, if you're interested for something different in your life, check it out. It's fun. Yeah, I was pleased to see you all over the IFLA trailer. You're in it a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, um, yeah, it's a it's a really incredible story. Nice. Drop that title one more time for people. Just catch yeah. it. Yeah, sure. It's called The Hungry. Nice. Great. And then, um, real quick, if people aren't already following you online, where can they find more info on you? Um, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Arjun Gupta B K A R J U N G U P T A. BK. Awesome. And thank you so much for Skyping in. It's been a pleasure no, to talk with yeah. you again. We love hey. you on the show. Always. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we're going to sign off so we can finish off. And thank you again. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Sleep have well. a good night. Bye. Bye. Awesome. So, another fun episode. We only have like two more to go, which is crazy. Yeah. 12 and 13. Oh, my goodness. Um, thanks again to Arjun for joining us. It was real fun to talk with Penny mm-hmm. and get some other kind of questions and things that were like, okay, wait. We want to know more. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other final thoughts on the episode before we sign off? Uh, I like that the chat said that Arjun was just trying to throw us off. They're holding steadfast ah. <laughs> to their Hades slash door connection theory. Right. I really appreciate you guys for going in. I'm going to believe Arjun. I feel like he, you know. Well, Hades <laughs> is, is just um, your, like, manager level god. Uh, and then there are titans. Uh, mm-hmm. And people always... People always sleep on them. Titans. Titans yeah. are no joke. They're the parents of the They're gods. They're the parents. Yes. And they will mess up your life. Yes. And they will make it not exist anymore. <laughs> I really okay. like the idea of the titans being the ones on the other side of the door. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Particularly because, you know, we know that they came here. They turned off magic. We know that how they view their second tier gods, the, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. children. Um, so the idea of the titans punishing the gods through the humans is kind of poetically just and very interesting so i wouldn't mind yeah because it's like it's like the children it's like the parents taking away the children's toys yeah Mm -hmm. well great this episode's been fun coverage uh thank you everybody for tuning in for magicians after show where can everybody find you all online uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. You can also catch me on the Produce Table Read on Friday mornings on Popcorn Talk. And if you're an LA local and you like improv, I just joined the UCB mess hall team. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm like I'm certified funny. So you can uh, you can catch me there on Sunday nights. She's hella talented. Check her out. I'm Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique and every week at BlackGirlNerds.com. And you know, stay tuned on that uh, that Instagram for some more Ready Player One stuff coming up soon. Sweet. I'm checking that out next week. I'm excited. I'm also excited. Uh, my name is Carrie Lane. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And please comment down below your thoughts on the episode. And did you have any theories and thoughts of while we were talking with Arjun of like, hmm, is he like keeping that poker face? Or are we getting some interesting insight to the last couple episodes? Thank you again so much for watching. And then we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 